reveal to us that our Father is rich in mercy, rich in compassion, slow to anger, quick to Jesus, you revealed through Saint Faustina that every time we turn to you, a place of searching for you, knocking on the door. Your heart is an ocean of joy, an ocean of love, an ocean of goodness. Jesus, please give us the gift, shifting our focus off of ourselves and onto you. As we remember you, your heart overflowing with joy and love just because it's us. And you love when we turn to you. You love the world. Help us to receive. Reach up our hand to you. Please take our hand. Draw us close to you. Help us to receive the grace that comes through surrender. Blessed Mother, we continue to entrust this time to you. Please continue to drive away all darkness all the lies of the enemy, all the temptations to self-reliance. Help us to open our heart to the love of the Father as you learn to do throughout your life, as you do perfectly in his kingdom. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, with this talk, uh, I wanted to reflect just a little bit more on a couple of the reasons why we keep the focus on ourselves, And then the last talk will be about different ways um, that we can keep our attention on uh, the Father over Lent and uh, just being with him receive in a place of surrender. And so again, just keeping it simple, um, humble, childlike uh, prayer is just keeping the focus on God. And the more we do that, receiving from him, uh, the more um, that, that he, uh, we allow him to bring us to a place of rest and uh, to free us from our burdens. And so uh, why, what are some of the reasons we keep our focus on ourselves? Well, two of the big things are pride and shame. Um, I was talking with um, a, a group um, over these small group discussions, you know, and they talked about the pandemic. And you know, one of them was saying a story from Father Mike Schmitz where there was a, a guy who was um, uh, um, taken captive by the communists and a pressure to renounce his faith and 
and, and he held fast and he refused to let go of the Father's love in that place of oppression, um, in that place of evil. And then he moved to the United States and he had freedom and it was a time of great comfort and that's when he fell away from his faith and the comfort. Uh, why, why do we oftentimes fall away from the Father? Um, it's through pride, and especially in times of comfort, um, which is kind of sad, you know, when we think about it. Um, we know what it's like to give someone a gift and have the response be ingratitude. Uh, the Father loves to pour out his gifts on us, and when things are going well, instead of turning to him in a place of surrender and gratitude, oftentimes we... Um, uh, meet that with self-reliance and a pride. I don't really need God. But then when everything comes crashing down, it's shame. Um, God must be disappointed with me because I'm a failure and I'm not enough. And just like Adam and Eve in the garden, human nature doesn't change. And so M-I-R, self-reliance, finding our identity in what we do, we have these desires in our heart. And sometimes in pride, we think we can fulfill them better than God can. But we want to move to R-I-M, a place of surrender, recognizing the same desires in our heart and coming to a place of trust. Of course, God, who is infinite power and love, of course, God, the Father, can fulfill these desires in my heart greater than I can. And this is humility. And humility destroys pride and shame. It destroys self-reliance. I am this weak and limited and sinful. And I can be childlike as I remember Jesus saying, come to me. Your loincloths will never give you rest. Come to me. And so just focusing on this uh, reality of the great desires that each of us has in our heart. And focusing on desires, it's, it's fun um, because we realize every single one of us has these desires for perfect within our heart. We want perfect love, perfect goodness, perfect beauty. Um, and when we tap into these desires, we start to tap into the voice of God, although we're not always aware that's what it is. Uh, I asked a, a group of young married women uh, once, what are the things that your heart is really longing for? What are you really desiring? And they said, I want to be more present to my family. I want to have a willingness to suffer. I want to live more simply. I want to stop getting angry and yelling. I want to discipline my kids by teaching, not by screaming. I want to raise my children with their eyes on heaven, right? Beautiful desires. Um, you know, the desire of my heart as a, a priest, you know, as I thought about this day, you know, what is it I'm really desiring? You know, I would love um, uh, for each person here just to be able to encounter the Father's love for them. Are, are, are you aware of the, the real desires of your heart? 
What is it that you're really wanting? Desires are beautiful. Desires are perfect. Therefore, um, our, our desire is a longing for a perfect fulfillment of those desires. And are we trying to be so-called wise and fulfill those desires on our own strength? Building loincloths in a place of self-reliance, are we trying to get to those desires on our own? Uh, and loincloths, I, I mean, they're... Um, uh, kind of framed, you know, in, in a way that um, it's sometimes difficult to see, but um, loincloths may look something like uh, there's a lot of people out there who are achieving their dreams, the desires of their heart by working harder. And here's examples of these people who have worked hard and they've achieved their dreams. And so you just work harder. If you would get up early, if you would sacrifice more, you could be as successful as they are. You could fulfill those desires. If you would just buckle down and learn to enjoy the pain, you could achieve your dreams too. If you just go to every event, every activity, make every dream available to your kids, pour yourself out, more stop being so selfish. Sacrifice more. White knuckle those sufferings. Grab tighter. Work harder, right? Of course, there's nothing at all wrong with working hard. But where is God? Are we trying to satisfy the desires of our heart through self-reliance? returning to God and receiving from Him first. And there's a great scripture verse that I think um, helps kind of uh, visualize this. Do you remember St. Peter? And um, he's in the boat and he's journeying across the sea with uh, the apostles and there's a great storm. And the water's flooding over the boat and Jesus comes walking on the water. And um, uh, um, they're all terrified because they think it's a ghost. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. It's me. And Peter says to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, call me to walk to you on the water. There's the desire of Peter's heart. Call me to walk to you on the water. What an interesting desire. That desire is supernatural. That desire could never be fulfilled no matter how hard Peter tried, no matter what loincloths he fashioned, no matter um, what he did you know, to work harder, Peter could never fulfill that desire of his heart, but he brings that desire to Jesus. And Jesus says, come. Jesus is the one who put that desire in his heart. Come. And so what happens? Peter steps out of the boat and is, is facing Jesus, right? And the desire is being fulfilled. He's walking on the water. And then what happens? 
Storms of life come up. And Peter, just like the rest of us, his temptation is self-reliance. And losing that focus off of Jesus, right, is how am I ever going to fulfill this desire on my own strength? How am I ever going to do this? And maybe if I just step like this, or if I do this, or maybe if I, you know, and it's the storms of life, and all of a sudden it all crashes down and he drowns. He's underneath the water. His head comes up, right? Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus reaches out, takes him by the hand, and with an ocean of joy and love and goodness in his heart, he says, oh, you have little trust. Why did you doubt? Why did you take the focus off of me? That desire that you have can only be fulfilled by us. Not by self-reliance, not by working harder. That desire is far bigger than you are. It's supernatural. We can say the same exact thing of the desires in our hearts. The desires that we have, they're supernatural. Who who, who would I think I am? Father Father Holdren, like... um, um, a human being, I'm thinking I could gather all of you uh, here and I am going to give you an experience of infinite love. And I'm going to do that just by trying harder. I'm just going to put more time into these talks. I'm going to do more and I'm going to myself give you an experience like you've never witnessed before, infinite love, you know, from me, like, you know, who left his car light on and ran the battery of his car out. Right? Ain't going to happen. Um, but what if it's the Father and I working together? And I give what little I have and the Father takes over. And the Father's the one who's taking your hearts in His hand. If I can come to a place of childlike trust, then suddenly it becomes lighthearted and playful. And I'm here with the Father. Right? And Father, it's going to be fun to see what you do today. What are the the desires of your heart? What is it that you're really wanting? Recognize you're looking for something of perfect fulfillment. You know, with, with these young moms, be present to your family perfectly. Ain't gonna happen. Suffer perfectly. on our own strength. Live perfectly simple. Never give in to those temptations, trying to grasp too much material things, success. Be perfectly successful, perfectly safe, perfectly at peace, perfectly joyful. The desires in our heart, they're supernatural. And it's really remarkable when we start to uncover there's nothing perfect about you or I. 
There's nothing perfect in this universe. Everything is decaying. Everything's fading away. There's nothing perfect. Where in the world are those perfect desires coming from? If we're not perfect and nothing in this created world is perfect, that's the voice of God in us. And it's God calling us to himself. And when we try to fulfill those desires with our own strength, if we're building loincloths and the best loincloths, I mean, the world has ever seen, right? It's still going to be radically, radically insufficient to fulfill the desires for perfect in our hearts. And it's pride and shame, right? Pride, self-reliance, loincloths. If I'm in that place, and in the times where things are comfortable and good, I'm not turning to the Father and receiving, then when it all crashes in, and I start uh, to to, um, look, uh, get a real look at my weaknesses and limitation and sins, then shame comes flooding in. You should have been better than this. God's disappointed in you because you're failing. You should have been able to fulfill those desires in your heart, right? Here's the voice of Satan. You're not responding well. You're not teaching. You're yelling again. Um, You can't do this. You know, the talk, it flopped. The homily, it flopped. Nobody got anything out of it, right? It's a shame. God is disappointed and God is far away. And so you can't turn to him. When we try to fulfill the desires of our heart through self-reliance, shame is what comes. Um, And it's the roller coaster, right? Um, Pride and shame. Pride, I'm the one who's winning. Everybody's noticing. Look how I'm fulfilling the desires of my heart, you know, better than all all these other people. And people are finally recognizing me. Pride, right? Self-reliance. Where's my focus on myself? And then inevitably, five minutes later, we run into our weaknesses and our, our sins. And there it all goes. And I've always been failing. And I've never been enough. And God is disappointed. And I feel close to God. And I feel away from God. And close to God and away from God. Self-reliance. The focus of pride and shame uh, is on myself. But where do we want to be? Taking the focus off of ourself and onto our Lord, right? And when we go back to the cross, when when you see Jesus on the cross, what, what do you see? Here's a God whose love is never going to fail us, ever. The God who desires his heart would be pierced, a total love for us. Jesus is saying, I put those desires in your heart. Come. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened. I promise I'll give you rest. Lent is a recalibration. It's humble prayer. And there's um, a deacon out of Omaha. His name's Deacon James Keating, and he writes um, a, a little bit about this in a book called Abiding in Christ. And he talks about, you know, the craziness of life. 
And um, within us is the source of peace. Within us is God and the Father is with us, desiring to reveal his love to us, our I am. And so we need time and prayer. And we need silence. And um, we don't want to downplay the craziness of life, because life is crazy, right? But humility is coming to the realization there's so much evil out there and within me. The desires of my heart are for perfect, and I'm never going to be able to accomplish that on my own strength. I need a father to take care of me. I need a father to reveal his love for me. Remember the river of time, right? And we're all going down this river of time, and we have no control over time. And if we're trying to build this amazing house, right, or amazing loincloth on the canoe, as we go through the river of time, we're trying to grasp onto control of this whole thing. We're doomed. And for anxiety is the, the death and sickness and the waterfall looms up closer and closer. But what if there's a father who's in love with us who transcends that whole river? He's so far above the river of time, he's bigger than time. And a loving father whose eyes are on us. As we go through life, right, in our canoe, his eyes are on us, and he's in love with us. And his heart is filled with joy, and filled with peace. If we let go of that control and turn to him, Right? This father is bigger than all of the suffering that we'll encounter. He's bigger than the sickness. He's bigger than death. In fact, there's no evil that we're going to encounter that can um, uh, affect him in the slightest. He's eternal. He's infinite love. Right? We're drawn into this place um, uh, where we're loved by the father and he's going to take care of us. Um, humble prayer is what's needed. Are we trying to do the heavy lifting ourselves? Or do we feel like the weight's on our shoulders and it's up to us to fulfill those perfect desires? And here's an, a, a litmus test. Do we spend time in silence each day? Do we spend time in silence each day? And it's not downplaying the craziness of life, right? Because life gets crazy. But if we're not spending time in silence, we're being self-reliant. We're not shifting our focus off of ourself and placing it onto God, right? Prayer, it's not just useful. Prayer is realizing that the loincloths we've been crafting are totally insufficient for the evil that's out there and within our hearts. Prayer is realizing we can turn back to the Father and His heart is that ocean of love. And often our world causes us to feel, I want that, and I want prayer, and I do, but I'm too busy, and there's too many things going on, right? And it's walking with real um, a, a, a sacred uh, um, respect to all the things you know that are demanded 
you know, of many of you and many of many of us. But um, Peter walking on the water is never going to be able to fulfill those desires on his own strength, and neither are we. Um, the wise say, I can do it myself, M-I-R. The childlike admit, I can never do this myself, R-I-M. And we hear Jesus saying, come to me. All you who labor and are burdened, and I'll give you rest. And Deacon Keating points out, there is suffering involved in prayer. But it's the suffering of letting go of trying to do it ourselves. It's the suffering of letting go of trying to solve it by working harder and white-knuckling it. It's the suffering of taking time, carving out that time, 15 minutes of silence each day to be with the Father and entrust everything to Him. There's a suffering in letting go of control, letting go of self-reliance. It's not the suffering of trying to do more tasks, but it's the suffering of letting go. And often we hit uh, with the heaviness of life and feeling like we're inadequate. Isn't it true? Oftentimes the last thing we feel like doing when things are crashing down is praying. Think about that. It's either pride in the good times. Uh, Things are going well. I don't really need God. Things are going well. I'm comfortable. Things are going well. We're out of the pandemic. It's pride. I don't really need God. Or it's hard to pray because we're in a place of shame. It's all crashing down. And God must be disappointed with me. And He's not going to take me back because I've fallen into sin again, right? And it's shame, I don't want to be with God. Pride and shame keep us in a place of self-reliance. Think of Adam and Eve in the garden, and the Father is there. And they're hiding in the bushes after fashioning those loincloths. And the Father is asking, where are you? And they're hiding. And their loincloths are laughably insufficient to fulfill the great desires of their heart. Because the fulfillment of their greatest desires is theirs. They would only turn away from self-reliance and place their focus on the Father and humble surrender. Um, Being in God's presence and receiving His grace is what our hearts most need. And it's just there being in silence, being with the Father, that's where we start. Um, Carving out that time each day just to be with Him, shifting our focus back to the cross or shifting our focus back to our favorite uh, image of our Lord and shifting and just being with Him, that's where we start. And if we're faithful to that time in silence and surrender, in prayer, very simply shifting the focus off of ourselves and onto God, if we just make time for that each day, the Father will take care of us and He'll take care of the rest. We begin to have a greater desire to have our sins forgiven by Him in confession. 
a greater desire to experience the healing touch of Jesus, a greater desire to be in church more and in silence more. He kindles that desire in our heart if we only stop and give him that time in prayer, our focus off of ourselves and onto him. And just a, a quick uh, um, side note as I end this talk. Um, when um, I was going through a major conversion in my life, and when I went into the seminary, it was um, in, in a lot of ways completely against my will. Um, and I had fallen far away from God in my college days, and there's a story for another day. Um, but um, I felt God pulling me towards the seminary. And um, you're going to be happy if you're a priest. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I found myself in the pews of St. Gregory the Great Seminary and, you know, there and wondering what in the world am I going to talk about in silence? What in the world, do, how, how, what does this look like? And it was difficult for me to turn to the Father because I felt like he was disappointed in me. It was difficult for me to turn to Jesus because he felt very far away. Someone introduced me to St. Louis de Montfort who talks about relationship with Mary. And for me, at that point in my life, God knew that's exactly who I needed because I could turn to her. To her. And I knew that she was loved. And if that's a place where you are, turning to Mary, Jesus says, turn to her. She's your mother. And if it's not Mary, if it's Jesus, be with Jesus. And if it's more the Father, be with the Father. If it's the Holy Spirit, be with the Holy Spirit. And it's just that taking our focus off of ourselves and on to the ones who are able to love us infinitely, and Mary always leading us into the arms of the Father. So I'll end with um, a prayer here, and we can have um, just five minutes um, uh, to be in silence with our Lord. And uh, then we can uh, return to our small groups uh, for discussion. Jesus, find ourselves in a boat, find ourselves on the water, find ourselves with great desires in our heart. Shine light on these desires. us to see what we're truly wanting in life. Let's remember, Jesus, you put those desires in our heart. And say to each of us, come. You and I together. always meant to be us. Jesus.
just help us to realize you are the one who wants to fulfill the desires of our heart. We're with you, Jesus, please. We give you permission in our trust. Free us from our pride of thinking we don't need you each day. Free us from the lies of shame, thinking you're disappointed in us. Just to experience the ocean of love that radiates from your heart as we turn to you. Ocean of joy. Ocean of Win our trust, we would only be challenged. We would only surrender. Free, to, free us from our birth. Jesus, win our trust, we would only be challenged. We would only surrender. Free us from our work. Thank you for listening to this great content from St. Peter Catholic Church. For more content, for other talks, for more information, please visit St. Peter Catholic Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, on Apple iTunes or on Podbean, and at our parish website, stpeterlincoln.com. God bless you.